Hey, what is going on, guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to bring the four-game NBA main slate on Wednesday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos breaking down NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports, daily fantasy sports slates. Before we get into the breakdown, um, I do want to say thank you guys again for all support. Currently at 4.1 thousand subscribers now on YouTube. If you guys enjoy the content, the easiest way to support me is just leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit that notification bell. Uh, those things do really help me out to continue to grow my channel. Um, also, if you can't listen on, or if you can't watch on YouTube, I also do upload on Apple Podcasts. It's the DKDFS show. The link is in the description below. With that out of the way, let's jump into the video. So before I try to break down this messy four-game slate once again, um, let's go over, well, I guess we can go over my lineup here from uh, from Tuesday. So Tuesday was... Uh, yeah, there was a lot going on, uh, and I've been recommending this last few days now and for the next few days until the end of the regular season to play light, guys. These There are so many minutes up in the air. We don't know coaches playing starters a half, sometimes only like 15 minutes. It's just like we're, we're not getting any clarity before lock. It's just really a headache uh, to try to figure out what's going to happen here. So my approach to this slate was I wanted to fade the chalk value in the early game. Now the chalk value ended up doing pretty solid, right? TLC could not miss. I was like, are you kidding me? And then Markel Fultz ended up getting, getting it there too. The reason is because I thought there was more potential upside in the value in the later games in the Philly game, which ended up happening, right? So Tobias and Al Horford got ruled out. I was really high on Kylo Quinn, Alec Burks, Thibault, who fouled out. Uh, wasn't Still wasn't great. So, uh, And then Norval Pelle, who was also in some foul trouble. Um, yeah, Burks and O'Quinn really crushed it there. And then, again, uh, I thought we would get more players resting in the late games, both uh, Washington and Milwaukee, as well as New Orleans and Sacramento, had nothing to play for. So... I really did think we would get some more guys resting. Now, we did get Favors resting. I, I don't think JJ's going to play. Some other, some other guys did get rolled out. Who knows how many Mets they're going to play tonight. But basically, my day was over because I went to Nurkic over Lillard. Um, I liked both a lot, but uh, I wanted to get a little bit different. I thought, you know, I'll take a shot at Nurkic. I knew Lillard was going to be super high-owned. Um, but, uh, yeah, the pivot there uh, could not have gone worse, really. Lillard, what did he go for, like 80? He had like almost, I think, like 60 real-life fantasy points. Yeah, probably. I mean, it was a suboptimal play for sure. Uh, but with the ownership, Nurkic 13%, Lillard 70%. I I'm okay taking the shot there. Uh, you know, I figured maybe Dallas double teams Lillard like they did with Harden. I mean, Dallas was known for doing that. So I figured that they could do that with Lillard. They didn't, uh, and Lillard just went off. So, yeah, that could not have gone worse. The Kylo Quinn value play went really well, though. So that went well. Burks played really well. I didn't get to him. Um, yeah, I just didn't even bother changing my lineup with uh, Nurkic in there. I just st stuck with NAW and Frank Mason um, because I really didn't have any other options there at, like, mid-price. Again, I was went completely, completely stars and scrubs. The Russell Westbrook play, if you played him, you got him been unlucky. Again, he was 73% owned in the $40 tournament. Uh, the game blew out with no Harden. Still wasn't like having an amazing game, but if he gets his fourth quarter run, probably gets close to 50 fancy points would be my best guess. So 
Obviously got a little bit unlucky there that he didn't get the fourth quarter run. That was due to the blowout, though. It's not because of just like rust or anything. That was due to the blowout, the reason why he didn't come back in. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be an L for me for sure when uh, 70% on Lillard goes like 80, 80 fancy points. Uh, I want Dodgers and Porzingis together. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I really like that game in general because both teams had something to play for. So I, I recommend, you know, get your stars in that game. If you want Lillard and Porzingis, you probably were in great shape. I also, you know, mentioned liking Booker uh, because Phoenix had to win too. He went off again. Um, but yeah, that, that's a look back again. It's going to be a definite L for me. Uh, but that's why I'm, I'm playing light and I got recommending you guys to play light as well. I hope you guys kind of understood my process though and what I broke down in the live stream and why I was willing to take those risks because well, let's just say Milwaukee, I mean, they rested a good amount of their guys, but let's just say they rested Giannis, Brooke Lopez and George Hill too. Then they have like an eight man rotation. Then guys like Frank Mason, Pat Connaughton, like a DJ Wilson look amazing. They're in a huge run against like a Washington uh, team that plays no defense. Again, Pelicans have nothing to play for. Kings have nothing to play for. Let's say they rest more of their starters, then obviously the value looks really good there. So I was hoping we would get some of that. Not looking like it right now based off the starting lineup. So um, that's it. That's a look back. Again, it's going to be a definite L from me. But uh, let's go over, or let's try to talk about this four-game slate. This one is pretty ugly because not a whole lot of, uh, to play for for these teams. Um you know, they can move, some teams can move up up and down the standings, but I don't know if they're going to, like, play their starters big minutes. So let's take a look at the standings here. Uh, let's take a look at the Pacers first. Uh, so they are currently fifth in the East, 43-28. and 28. 76ers are one game back. So the 76ers can theoretically catch the Pacers. Uh, the Pacers could jump the Heat, but, um, I mean, it would just be the 4-5. So, I guess they technically, again, have something to play for. But right now, they already have Warren out. They have Brogdon, Turner, and Old Depot all questionable. So doesn't look like they're going to you know, give their starters uh, or, or play their guys normal run. On the Houston side, um, let's go to Houston. So they're currently the four seed right now. Uh, don't think they can catch Denver. They are a game and a half back. I guess theoretically, if they won the next two and Denver lost the next two, they could go up to the three seed. Um and either way, like, Houston's never a team that's going to, like, rest their players. So we have Russell Westbrook, I believe, is going to rest the game tomorrow. Or, yeah, for this game against Pace. I think Harden's going to come back. Uh, I think Harden's your top spend-up. Um, I just think we probably, in a close game, we probably get, like, 35 minutes from James Harden. And with no Russell Westbrook, obviously he looks amazing there. But let's just keep talking about the teams and where they're at and standing-wise. So Toronto... They are currently uh, locked in to the two seed right now. They can't move up. They can't move down. So that worries me a little bit with these guys. I mean, there's worry literally with every single team in the slate. But uh, let's go to Philly now. So Philly is, let's see, 76ers are the sixth seed. Um, they could move up to uh, to the five seed. Um, so I guess they have something to play for, right? But they have a lot of guys questionable and bead probably out. Ben Simmons already out, obviously. You know, we have Tobias and Horford status up in the air. Um, if you go to Miami, let's look at Miami really quick. They are uh, 44 and 27. Again, I guess the, the Pacers could technically pass them, but like they're still going to be in that 4 or 5 game. Um, OKC, they are, where are they at? They are the 5 seed right now in the West. 
the Jazz could, could definitely uh, pass them. So um, they they technically have something to play for. They could still catch the Rockets too. Um, on the Clippers side, I think they're locked into the two. Oh no, eh, the Nuggets are a game and a half back, and they play each other. So technically, the the Nuggets could pass the Clippers, but um, you know, do the. I mean, if I were the Clippers, I would want to move down, right? Like I would want to play the Jazz. So that's kind of mind games, like. Do they really want to um, win, right? And then finally, Denver again, right behind the Clippers. I guess they could technically catch them. I don't think, well, I guess the Rockets could theoretically catch them their game and half back. So really, again, all in all, it's just like playoff positioning, not like huge deal. So you could see a lot of these teams resting players, guys not getting full minutes. This is not like the slate tonight where we had guys that I was I was confident, right? Those studs, like the Phoenix guys, the San Antonio guys. Westbrook, even though the game blew out. And then you had the Portland and Dallas game. Like Those are the guys I wanted to target because I knew the Mets would be there. On this slate, there's no guarantee with anyone. So it's really going to be a headache and a slate. Again, I would recommend taking it very, very easy on. But let's start with the breakdown here. I'm just going to go team by team because there's so much to talk about on all these teams. We already have TJ Warren out. Um, we have... Brogdon, Turner, and Oladipo all up in the air status. I assume they're going to sit out, uh, but if they do play, let's say Brogdon, Turner, and Oladipo play, I think they're they're solid if they get like 30-plus minutes, but that's a big if, right? So, um, And if like maybe two of those three guys play, then obviously the two that play look really good in an up-tempo game against Houston. If all the guys are out, if Brogdon, Turner, and Oladipo are all out, then we have some interesting plays here. A guy like, I think Aaron Holiday would be my favorite play on the Pacers. Probably would start a point guard. Probably would play 35 plus Mets in an amazing matchup. So Aaron Holiday would probably be the, the first guy I would jam in there for, for the Pacers if they all rest. But there are some other viable plays. A guy like TJ McConnell would probably come off the bench. Would probably get decent run, 20, 25-ish Mets. I like him. Like He's a good point per minute guy. Justin Holiday has not been a good point per minute guy, but if all those guys are out, he would have to do a lot more offensively. So you could play both Holidays together. Um, obviously, I prefer Aaron to Justin. Doug McBuckets, Doug McDermott would be coming play too. Like he would probably get good run. He's a guy that can put the ball in the basket a little bit scoring dependent. And then you have a guy like Jakar Sampson that would probably get a lot of run at the four. Um, you know. Probably 25, 30-ish minutes if all those guys are out for the Pacers. Edmund Sumner is an interesting play here at min price. Like, he's a guy that when he gets time, is pretty productive, so you can consider him. And then finally, the bigs, like TJ Leaf, Elise Johnson, and Goga. I would probably lean towards Goga um, if you're going to make me pick. Again, I would probably just, if all those guys are out, I would feel the most confident with whoever starts at center for the Pacers. But then again, they're playing a small ball team in Houston. So yeah, as you can, as you can tell already, by just talking about Indiana, there are so many pieces uh, and, and, you know, different ways you could go on the slate and a lot of stuff just up in the air. So a little bit tricky to break down, but uh, let's go to Houston now. So on the Houston side, we have no Westbrook. So I think Harden is your top spot up of the day. Uh, Mike D'Antonio just does not rest his guys. Like maybe he plays hard in only 30 minutes. Even so, like hard enough though Westbrook on this slate, I think you just play him and move on. Like I don't think he's gonna play and like play only the first half. 
Like I would be shocked if that happened. So Harden is your clear uh, spend up of the day, in my opinion. Roko um, at 6'8". I mean, what you're going to get out of him is the minutes. We probably will get over 30 minutes from him. It's just the price point. You're not really getting him at a discount. I think he's fine if you land on him. House, his status is up in the air. He missed the game on Tuesday. I assume he probably misses again. Macklemore and Rivers, their prices are now up, though. They both have been playing good minutes. Uh, but they're no longer like the really cheap options anymore. So they're fine if you land on them. Um, Tucker, Jeff Green, eh. Again, okay. Like I, I kind of feel okay about all these Houston guys. The good thing is... Houston does run a tight rotation, like eight-man rotation, nine-man rotation. So these guys will, you know, they'll get pretty decent run. And finally, Eric Gordon. He is going to come back. I have interest, but I assume they're probably going to limit him. So I'm interested to see what they do with his minutes. Hopefully we get some sort of clarity on that before lock. Um, so that's really it. Demari Carroll did get in the rotation, played 21 minutes. He's min-price. guess you could consider him. Yeah, obviously, so clearly it's, it's James Harden. That's the top play uh, at 11-1. Um, the other guys like are all fine if you get to them. Rocco, Macklemore, Rivers, Tucker, Green, Eric Gordon. Um, I, mean, I am interested to see what they do uh, with Eric Gordon's minutes. Let's move on to Toronto. So as I mentioned, Toronto has nothing to play for. So it, it does worry me with their minutes. Normally, they're a team that they run their starters huge minutes, like 35-plus minutes. Now, the last game against Milwaukee was technically a blowout. Um, so it's a tricky one, right? Lowry, Siakam, Fred Van Fleet. Like, these are all guys I like, but are we going to get the normal minutes from them? I have no idea. So, um, you know, of those three guys, I think Fred Van Fleet probably looks the best for his price at 7-3. Um but yeah, again, there's a big question mark on how many Mets Toronto plays their starters. We should get some sort of clarity on this tomorrow. So yeah, I'm making as I'm making this video, obviously it's really tough because we don't know any of this news right now. So let's just say they rest some of their guys, right? So let's just say Lowry and Van Fleet are out again. Then a guy like Norman Powell looks amazing. I mentioned him as a really good value play that last late 27 minutes, one for 44 fancy points. He has a type upside if both Lowry and Fred Van Fleet are out. So they're both out. You can look to Powell for sure. Um, Ibaka status is up in the air. Gasol kind of got limited minutes-wise, only played 20. They really ran Chris Boucher out there. I mentioned him as a low-owned, cheap option the other slate because uh, he's just always a guy that when he gets time, he crushes. He went for 29 minutes and 52 fancy points. Um, again, how many minutes is he going to get? We don't know. If Ibaka's out, I assume he's at least going to get run. How much? Probably somewhere between 10 to 25 minutes would probably be my best guess. Um, so, and then Terrence Davis was also in some foul trouble. He missed out in minutes, but you could consider him and Powell together. So that's kind of how I'd go about it. Um, I would, you know, Lowry, Siakam, Fred Van Fleet, if Toronto's not going to limit their, their guys, then those three look good for their prices. If some of these guys can be limited or not play at all, then again, you can look to a guy like Norman Powell. You could look to a guy like Chris Boucher, a guy like Terrence Davis. Um, so that's really what I got for Toronto. On the Philly side, another kind of headache here. We have, we have Ben Simmons out for the season. Joel Embiid, probably not going to play in this one. Um, and then we have Tobias and Al Horford, both status up in the air. So, um, 
if let's just say, you know, let's just say Embiid is out and like one of Tobias and Horford play, then whoever does play looks good, assuming he's going to get his normal run. If they both play uh, in a tougher spot against Toronto, I think they're solid, but not my favorite place if they're both out. So if they're both out and Embiid is out, then we get some interesting plays here. Richardson's at 5'7". Like, he had a really big game that last time out against Portland for 50 fans points. Kind of out of nowhere. Like Josh Richardson has been just, like, completely uh, a ghost in this offense. But he took over that last game against uh, Portland. The price point is up to a 5'7". I don't know if it will go back to the wall there. I think, you know, my favorite value plays, assuming, like, in B, Tobias and Horford are out, would be those two bigs. So Kylo Coyne was the guy I was really high on. Um, played 32 minutes, almost a triple-double, went for 9, 10, and 11, 45 fancy points. I mean, he is the guy that, when he gets time, he crushes it. So if he starts at center again, I think he's your top value play of the day. Um, Norvell Pele uh, was in severe foul trouble, only played 16 minutes. But these two, if those guys are all out that I mentioned, would split their center run. Um, I think you could play both if you really wanted to. And then the uh, the other option, so a guy like you know Alec Burks, uh, Mike Scott, uh, they play pretty well today, four nine and three seven. I think you could look to them, assuming all those guys would be uh, out for Philly. So uh, that's it for Philly. Uh, let's move on to Miami now. So um, Miami, we have I believe none is. I think he's still going to be out for this game. Uh, Kelly Olenek is probable. Um, the question is, again, how many Mets these Miami guys play? Bam and Obio's Mets have just been going down. Not even been in foul trouble. Only played 22. I know it was a blowout, but still not playing the huge minutes. I think the guys that stand out to me are Jimmy Butler at 7-8. Assuming he gets like 30 minutes, 30 to 35 minutes, I think he looks really solid at this price. And then a guy like Goran Dragic, uh, if he starts on point guard once again, I just like Dragic's upside. So, those are the two guys that stand out to me right now, assuming uh, the starters get their normal run. Um, you could consider a guy like Hero off the bench. Um, I think he'd be in play, too. Uh, that's probably where I would look right now for man. It would be Jimmy and Dragic first, and I think a guy like Tyler Hero is in play as well. Uh, OKC, a um, lot of uh, you know news up in the air. I think CP3 and SGA do play in this one. How many minutes they play? Who knows? Um, I think if they get their normal run, like they, they look decent for their prices. We have Adams status up in the air. We have Noel status up in the air. Um, if Adams is out and Noel plays, I like Nerland's Noel a lot, even in a tough spot. If they're both out, then you can look to Baisley. You can look to Mike Muscala, who will split the, the big man duties. Muscala played 24, 28 and 24 minutes those last two games. Baisley, 26 and 35. He's really been playing well. So, um, Assuming, you know, Adams and Noel are out again, I think Baisley, even at 4-8, looks good. Again, you could look to Muscala as well for value. Um, Gallinari, the minister is down in him no matter what. Like, I'm just not getting to him. So, really, for me, it's the two guards that CP3 and SGA. I think they're fine for their prices. Again, how many minutes are they going to play is a question. Uh, and then, guys, like you know, the value with Baisley and Muscala, I think, look really solid. Um, you know, let's just say... OKC rests all their guys. So I, we still have Schroeder out. At, let's just say Gallinari, Adams, Noel, SGA, and Chris Paul are all out. Let's just say they rest all of them. Then Baisley looks really, really good. Muscala looks good. And then you can consider the other guys. So guys like Hamadou Diallo played out the bench, was in 
Uh, huge foul trouble, had an off-shooting day, but I wouldn't mind going back there at 3-6. Dort's had some decent games, too, like you can consider him. Um, Andre Roberson even had a decent game in 13 minutes, but I don't think I would go to him. Um, yeah, so I think of all those guys are out, it would be Baisley, Muscala, and Diallo, and Dort probably would be where I would look. But, uh, man, that is that, that would be ugly. Um, and then finally, Clippers and Denver. Um, so Kawhi Leonard played 37 minutes that last game. Assuming these guys get their normal run, like Paul George and Kawhi, I think they look pretty decent, even in a tougher spot. I mean, if they're going to play 35 minutes, you got to feel good about that. Uh, Montrezl Harrell still out. Zubak in a tougher spot against Denver. Don't know if I'm going to get to him. I'm just worried about him getting foul trouble against a guy like Jokic. Lou Williams at 5-5. The Mets been down on him. A little bit worrisome. Marcus Morris at 5-2. Probably not for me at that price point. Reggie's at 5-1. Um, yeah, I'm not going to get to him even with no Pat Beverly. Uh, Jermichael Green is at 4-1. Probably not for me either. So uh, a guy like Terrence Mann at 3K or min price did play 23 minutes. Looked actually pretty decent. We do have Shamit out too, as well as Pat Beverly. So you could see like Terrence Mann if they run um, more, more of the scrubs out there. Like he'd be someone you could consider. But right now, the guys I'm looking at are the two guys at the top Kwai, Paul George. Assuming they get their normal run, I think they look pretty good. Um, and then lastly, we have Denver. Um, so the starters for Denver have not been getting. Two of the last three games, they have not played the fourth quarter. Uh, the game against Utah was a double overtime game. So that's a little bit of an outlier game. Who knows with Mike Malone at 9-2 Jokic. Again, you gotta you got to worry about his minutes a bit. If he plays over 30 minutes, I think he looks good at 9-2. But will he get over 30 minutes? Doesn't look great. Doesn't look like he will. MPJ and Jamal Murray, again, they're 7-7-6 and 7-6. And it's just all about the question about their minutes. Do you want to take the shot there and hope they play the fourth quarter? Two of the last three games, they have not played the fourth quarter. So it's a bit risky. Um, let's just say Denver rests some guys. So theoretically, let's just say they rest Jokic, MPJ, Jamal Murray, Paul Millsap, right? Then you could look to guys like, you know, Mate Morris, Mason Plumley, PJ Dozier, even Bull Bull. Like those would be the guys I would look to. Uh, Bull Bull has played 25 and 21 minutes in back-to-back games. Like They're giving him decent run. I think you can still consider him at 3-4 and just hope he gets like 20, 25-ish minutes. Uh, but that's probably how I would I would attack it if those guys are out. Again, probably would look to a guy like Monte Morris, Plumlee, P.J. Dozier, Bull Bull. Um, that's really it, though, guys. Again, I know this wasn't the best breakdown, but trying to do the best I can with the info I got. There is so much up in the air. Minutes wise, are players going to rest? Or you know, how many minutes are players going to get? It's a huge headache, and it's a really, really risky slate because no team is really fighting for the playoff lives. Right? They're all in the playoffs. Some, you know, are battling for playoff seating, but are they really going to give their starters full run? So, yeah, hopefully we can do get some sort of clarity on this before lock. But. Um, that's all I got for you guys right now. Um, I will be live streaming though before lock, so make sure to check a live stream. I will go over everything, all the news we get, uh, and give you guys kind of my, my top cash plays. G, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even consider playing cash on the slate, but like GPP plays where I'm looking to, and then answer any questions you guys have then. So make sure to check out the live stream. 
on a four-game slate that should be a headache. Um, but yeah, thanks again, guys. I hope you guys all have a good night, and I will see you all in the live stream uh, tomorrow.